come to snuff the rooster. Oh, <laughs> that is not the song I expected. I Out know, of the gate, right? strong. Right? Wow. <laughs> you know that one? <laughs> kind yep. of. Man in the Box? Yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. Why not, Corey? Sure. Why not start with a little of that? Uh, a friend of mine said that she went to school i think it was like it must have been high school in the early 90s uh-huh. and she said there was one dude who every single day would pull him with his windows down and it was and they come to snuff the rooster <laughs> playing really loud from his <laughs> little truck who okay what what is that band who is that allison chains yes of course of course of course that's how we're gonna start today brad little allison chains down. uh yeah sure um wow I, You're speechless. In a million years, would not have gone there. Well, and if it was Alice in Chains, I definitely didn't expect you to sing Rooster. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not a song I've thought about since 1996. Yeah, I, I understand latest. that. I understand that. It's not like you're going to hear that in Publix. That's true. It doesn't transition in that way. Anyway, this is the uh, Alice in Chains podcast, Side Talks. That's right. What's up, Ding Dongs? We're the Alice in Chains cast. I thought I would sideswipe you with some rooster. You're not going to throw me off. I'm going to drop that catchphrase of mine into every intro. From now till kingdom come, my friends. And that's a Corey Craft guarantee. Oh, boy. Anyway, I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm Corey Craft. That's the um, Corey Craft guarantee. we, We talk about movies. Yep. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. Five-minute fight. Go ahead and start the timer, Brad. You're going to like this. I am actually on the pro side today. I'm happy to be. It feels good. Love it. Feels good to be over here. are. You're on the pro side for the very popular new horror sequel, Scream 6. I loved it. I had a great time. That's that's. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I, I'm on the mixed, you know, negative side on this one, as, yep. as I said in a yep. previous episode. But I am actually genuinely happy to hear that you liked this, well, and I want to hear why. You know, I had a lot of fun. Okay. I, I was a little worried in the first ten minutes. It's a bit. It, it was off to a bit of a clunky start. I kind of didn't buy the opening scene with the professor and the, you know, whatever ghost and face a little, in the alley. Uh, it's twist just, thrown onto that. Yeah. But it's a little. It starts out a little clunky. But once we were off, I was really into it. Once the credits hit the screen and and we started moving through the narrative, I was into it. I, I've heard some of your complaints, which are that it's a little too long and the scenes drag on a little bit too much. I, I you know, I'm always one for about a 20 minute shorter runtime. Certainly could take that here, but I don't have major complaints. I thought it was really really fun. I like that Nev was left out of it, um, not because I. Not for any other reason other than I just have hope. I have hope that we're going to see her in the future. She is still with us at the end of this film. They need to pay her what she wants. Pay her what? Pay Nev. Period. Whatever she wants, write the check. Let's get her back on the screen. Um, I, you know me. I'm a, normally a Courtney Cox hater, but I enjoyed her in this. And of course, I mean, part of why I like Gail Weathers is because we all love to hate her, and she sure. is so hateable and haha, punchable, as you're aware. And there's a little bit of a gag with that in this film. I, I just thought it was really fun. I, I like the references to the other screams. It did self-referential in the way that it's supposed to be. Um, the young women are amazing and, and really fun to watch. What the fuck is your problem? Well, I mean, I explained my problem last time. I just, I'm, I'm curious because I prefer the fifth one to this new no, sixth one. Absolutely, and you not. are so anti the fifth one when I think 
what this movie does, that fifth one does better. The self-referential no. stuff, the updating to the to the new generation, the self-commentary on reboots, all of that's done better in the fifth one. Disagree. The sixth one is fine. It feels, you know, a little bit like they hurried it into production. And the only real novel angle to it is what if Ghostface but in New York. I, I do like some of the stuff in the theater lair, you know, hideout. But the first sequence in that theater is like 20 minutes too long. I didn't think that that, that, that was where particularly pacing, problematic. That's where I, the pacing really hits the brakes for me. And the movie doesn't recover. Now, I don't find any Scream movie particularly scary because I don't get scared by no, slasher movies. I don't either. But even by the not very scary standards of this franchise, this movie was not even like remotely attempting to be scary. Oh, I, I disagree like, with you. I think it's just There's a scene where Ghostface just, just kind of walks up to them and it's just like, boo, and, ch- and chases them into that you I, know, bodega. Certainly fine. I'm not going to disagree with you that, that Scream is not the scariest film series. It's It leans more horror than, I mean, more comedy than horror. That is for sure. That's always been the case. Even back to the first one. Sure. It's always been a little sillier than scary. That's fine. It it leans that way. Who cares? This this. To me, I'm not really sure why you like the previous one. Even w- the words that you're saying, I'm not understanding. <laughs> because it do- it isn't the essence of the film as much as this. And it's a little bit of drudgery. Like, the fifth one to me felt a little bit of, like, I'm just kind of dragging through this thing. Where this one kind of, ca- I felt like, caught the energy of the first few. Wow. Yeah. We just had completely flip-flopped experiences on these two movies yeah and i like them but like look i think scream six for the record is fine i don't love it but i like scream movies right so like i like the scream movies that i don't like i like scream three even though i think scream three is a kind of bad movie oh i love scream we've we've We've, fought we've fought fought this before i think you're completely wrong i don't i feel like you're wanting something from this film that it is never going to be and it and it doesn't it also isn't supposed to be. The fifth one surprised me. This one yeah, never it surprised, surprised me, me too, but it surprised me in a way that wasn't pleasant. I I don't yeah, I just And don't the weakest parts that. of this film are the references to the to the last one. Really, that's what I think. But the whole ending of this movie is Don't give it away, no spoilers. Okay, no spoilers. But there's an awful lot that's dependent upon your knowledge of Scream, Scream 5 in this movie. I disagree. I, no. have, I And part of my complaint about Scream 5 is that I've forgotten the damn thing. I just, it's not memorable to me. And I still ha- enjoyed this one. Mm. With being old and having no abilities mm. to, to have any kind of recollection whatsoever. And I don't. And that film annoyed me. I still enjoyed this film. The, the parts where it is referencing 5 are, again, the weakest. This is a great film. It's not the best in the series, but it's much better better than the last one and it's still a good film sam it's okay we didn't even talk about hayden panettiere speaking of i don't remember who that is i really don't remember that character from scream four <laughs> are you talking about on the wall the the suspect wall well no I, the fbi agent oh, is, is, is in scream four I and you. i have no memory of that character yeah, well it happens yeah um, well that sounds really interesting um, i'm just kidding um all right <laughs> Um, all right, so Corey kind of makes it sound like it's Scream Five and a Half, which like it kind of sounds pretty appealing to me. Um, and I'm gonna say Corey's impression of Ghostface just kind of appearing and saying "boo" gets about ten thousand points. It was pretty good. Um, 
And I think the extended sequence, the extended sequences here are a positive for it. Um, I think more slashers and more horror just need to draw out the tension in one single setting. Um, so yeah, pay Nev and pay Rachel, Rachel, five million points. That's right. That <laughs> the, sounds like a win to me. The it is the bodega scene and the subway scenes in this movie are awesome. So awesome. So you didn't even really come to this with any heart because you know the no, whole thing is. Yeah. I, think, I, I, yeah, so I, I just think it's this true. movie's I, okay. I, I won. Listen, when they're on the subway and there's all these people dressed yeah, up like ghosts, and scene. then you look and there's a Freddy and there's a there's a Michael there's and there's a Pinhead. Pinhead. A oh my God, there's a Babadook. Like it's so. Fun. It's a, Fuck it's, off. A, it's a, what? I'm just saying. I didn't even come I'm, with any no, heat. I'm, just, I'm, still remem- I'm just remembering how fun that scene is. How dare you it's come in here good. and argue against this I, movie? Because the movie itself is just like, it's okay. I, You know what? I'll rewatch it and I'll probably enjoy it more because that's what happens with Scream movies because I like Scream movies. But geez, I mean, you just said so many mean words to me just then. I don't Dude, think I deserve it. I mainly just want to be in the room when they discovered that you can put the Roman numeral six attached to the end of the word scream for the marketing purposes. Oh, that was definitely a high five. Right? Some some Paramount marketing guy earned I mean, that's a, bonus a million dollar bonus. That one. Yeah, good job, dude. Yeah. I bet that dude's listening is like million He's dollars. He's the real he winner wishes. here. Um, good job. Or she or they. We have a brand new segment. You know how I love new segments. That's You do. Well, we got a new one. It's called Name That Movie. So this is another fiendish game to test my weird movie brain. Yours and the listeners. Okay. Because it is, you know, it's interactive in that you can yell out the answer in your living room or your car (laughs) or on your walk. If you can guess it before I do, foolish listener. (laughs) Then send us an email at uh, podcast at sidewalkfest.com and we'll reply back with some kind of a, you know, emoji prize or something. Something good. It'll be something good. Anyway, what we're going to do is we're prize. yeah, why not? You know, a piece of pizza. I, I mean, you know, who doesn't need to An brighten emo- their day with a pizza emoji? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So we're going to play a little clip. There's four of them. Okay. okay. They're very short. They're very brief. And so either you get it or you don't. Okay. Really. Okay. I, this first round, I think you're going to find to be pretty, pretty easy. So we're going to play a clip. As soon as you know the answer, you jump in and you guess the film. Got it. And this is taken directly from a scene, a random scene, if you will, in the movies that we have selected, each being different, of course. So, Brad, would you please cue up uh, the first soundbite? You got it. That, too, the law says that you cannot touch. This is Magic Mike. Whoa! I think I see a lot of lawbreakers out out there tonight. And I don't see a cop inside. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Oh man, so good! I knew you were going to get that one super quick, but I didn't think it would. Brad, can you like it was was crazy? That was like you just heard the pitch of McConaughey's voice. Not even really. So good job. You're really keeping them out there on their toes. I doubt we get one email about that. That's right. Let's go with number two then. Listen, uh, I owe you an apology about Daniel. He said that you ran off with his fiance and left him brokenhearted, he said. Ah. No, it was the other way around. It was, uh, my wife. My heart. That's Colin Fur. This is That's love action. I always had to strange nope. around him. What is this? And 
beat him to a pulp, quite rightly. Well done. Well, um... C can we just, um, pop out there? What else is Colin Firth in? Oh, man, do you recognize the female? I don't. You didn't get it. So you got one to zero here. Well, wait a second. I Take a second. Take a second. Colin Firth. I did guess Love Actually. And you were wrong. And I was wrong. It's a, it's a Colin Firth sort of rom-com. Definitely think some listeners out there have got this. Have definitely got this one. Yeah, I'm going to have to say I, 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 I fucked this up. This is Bridget Jones's Diary. Oh, God damn it. That is Renee Zellweger's. There you go. Oh. But they really like her accent there in the in jolly well, old England. It was convincing enough for me. That and you I, didn't even know it was old Zellweger. I've seen that movie too. Yeah. And I yeah. just didn't And even, it's a it's a wow. scene that's like a good that's, you know, yeah. a big no, deal that's scene. That's right? on me. It's that's relevant. on me. I don't know if it's a big deal scene, but uh, I didn't remember it. Let's see if you do better with number three. I hope so. We've missed you down at the office, Steve. The boys have gotten worried, so I uh I took it upon myself to Jesus, Steve, you look like shit. Aren't you feeling any better? Oh, I'm still weak, Mr. Teague. You know, I've got the flu. I can't get up and then get back Looks down. Looks like you've got some cable problems here. Yeah, well, your cable's been off for a couple of Oh, well, we'll have to look into that. Are the rest of the block dark, too? No, no, it's just us. Got some electrical problems as well here. What have you got screwed in there? A 300-watt bulb? You afraid of burglars? Are you trying to attract every insect in quest of Verde, huh? Oh my God, Steve, tell this me is poltergeist. You, you yes, got I it. It absolutely is poltergeist. It's a, and it's a scene that's tough in poltergeist because it's not your typical fare, if you will, from this film. Yeah, that, but a, but a really great, really great scene, I think. That was a close one because it it, it just hit me. And yeah, Craig T. Nelson. There. there you go. It's when the boss comes to visit and is going right. to take he him looks, out to the new. Uh, a, what do you call it? The expansion. expansion. Yeah. Well, he and that's right because he does look like shit. Yeah, he, <laughs> he does hasn't because been he's sleeping. He's been wrestling with poltergeist, you jackass. Yeah. All right. You know why? Because you move the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies. The bodies. No. Okay. Clip All right. Number four. You're doing. You're doing pretty pretty good. Let's okay. go with number four. Putting foot in this apartment ever again. And they're not coming within 50 feet of the baby. They're old people. They have a bunch this of old Rosemary's friends. Baby. Dr. Shan happens to play the recorder. We're not yeah, taking any play. chances with the baby's safety. We're going to sublet and move out. We are not. Oh, yes, we now are. We'll talk about it later. And I don't think you ought to read any more of that. Just this last chapter. Not today, honey. So good job. Did you get it because of Mio Farrow's voice or was it the content? Well, it was, it was, I recognized her voice. And then as soon as John Cassavetes spoke sure. and what he was speaking about, yeah. I figured it out. Still not a, not the most memorable scene in the film necessarily. So good job. That was three out of four. I wonder if anybody listening got all four. Would you kind of, you know, ruin their opportunity at Magic Mike? But. Really flubbed. That Bridget Jones' yeah, diary well, clip. You know, you can't win them all. I mean, I don't ever envision rewatching that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? I was wondering, because I, I haven't seen it in forever, but I when I was looking for a clip, is it a Christmas film? I don't know. There, was a, there were a couple of Christmas scenes, so I'm wondering if it's a Christmas film. Anyway, again podcast at sidewalkfest.com. We'd love to hear what you think of the new segment, but also how many you got right. 
Well, thank you so much for listening to the Side Talks podcast. We're your own. Get ready for this one. Oh, no. Personal. And we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Maybe even last week. I can't remember. Cinematic. Run Across America Sampler. And Dumb Luck Coconut Shrimp. You know what that's about. What on earth are you saying to me? Oh, let me tell you what <laughs> that, I'm saying to you. Those words don't make any sense Look at together. this page of notes. This is going to be a bit of an outro. I, oh I apologize, but it's going to be worth it. I need you to know that Run Across America Sampler, where do you think that might be from? Think about it. The Run Across America Sampler. Bubba what, Gump Shrimp. It's Bubba Gump Shrimp oh, Co. Oh, Jesus Christ. The Run Across America Sampler has 1,560 calories. It is six fried I'm shrimp. sorry, what? It has 1,560 calories. Okay. It has six fried shrimp. Seafood hush pups, uh-huh. chicken tenders, Bubba's far out dip, which I did investigate, and it's a little sounds like it's spin dip, and uh, tortilla chips, cocktail sauce, Maker's Mark bourbon sauce, and some aioli. There you go. Um, and then, of course, what was the other one I said uh, that makes even less sense? <laughs> oh, the dumb luck coconut shrimp. I guess because Forrest has dumb luck. Sure. And that's just what it sounds like. It's it's coconut. Maybe that's shrimp. a line from the movie. I don't know. But I need you to know a couple of things. This is really important, y'all. Okay. This did not exhaust this menu. Okay. I could have had 17 outros with this menu, but I thought we'd do it all at once. So I can just throw a few things at you. Yes, there's a thing. Let's, if you've ever seen Forrest Gump, hold on to your hat because there is a thing called Jenny's Surf and Turf. Hmm. Yikes. And I need you to know that, you know, Jen, Jenny had some addiction issues, would you say? I would film. say so. Well, they gave her her own drink menu. Oh There's literally God. like 10 Jenny's favorite beer, Jenny's favorite mojito. Yeah, they gave her her own menu. Of course, there's Mama's Fried Chicken. Sure. There's Lieutenant Dan's Surf and Turf, which is different than Jenny's Surf and Turf. Jenny's Surf and Turf is a flame-grilled salmon with some sausage, some ham, some bell pecker, pe- peckers. <laughs> Go, go ahead and hit the, go dick ahead jar. And hit the dick jar. I mean, we had to do it. That's why. Uh, bell peppers, rice, and tomatoes. That sounds shit to me. Does that yeah, sound shit to you? What is, is that just like a, like a paella? <laughs> like a bastardization? Know. What's going on there? I don't know, but Lieutenant Dan's Surf and Turf has BBQ ribs, grilled shrimp, and I can't read. Fries. Fri- of course, <laughs> fries. I couldn't read my writing, but it's fries. I think that my favorite entree item might be, and oh, this no. is literally the name of it, of course we have scampi. That's the name of the fucking dish. Of course we have scampi. I, I hope that everybody who orders that orders it exactly <laughs> like that. Which is shrimp, linguine, lobster, butter sauce, garlic bread, and uh, parm. Some parm. Gotta have some parm on there. It is 1,350 calories, so in my opinion, just go on and get the damn Run Across America sampler. There's also something called the ping pong chicken pasta. Oh my god! Oh yeah, and again, there's several items that are Mama's and Jenny's, and including Jenny having. An there just weren't drink. enough characters in that movie. No, I mean you could be like, no, this is JFK's something. This is John Lennon's <laughs> other right, thing. Right. This is Lyndon B. Johnson's. Why not Dr. go there? Pepper. Why not go there? Like, yeah, just why not? Let me just tell you my final favorite. Because the dessert menu was like cheesecake. I mean, it was things that you, you know, it wasn't really memorable or, or worth mentioning. But there was one thing on there that I really loved, which is, are y'all ready for this? I because don't know. you could probably guess it, but you would be guessing it if you were writing a bad film. Okay. Box O Chocolates. Oh, God. Yep. Of course. Yep. Truffles and English toffee assorted, served in a life is like a box of chocolates souvenir tin. 
but I thought you never knew what you were going to get. Mm, you I, do I when you go to Bubba Gums, y'all. That's you the open point. up it that just be and... Assorted oh, chocolates. So, we don't know what they are. You don't either. That's the wheel of fortune, baby. When I was working for Alabama Public Television for a very brief moment in my life, um, I had the great honor of interviewing Winston Groom, who <laughs> wrote... <laughs> I just tell you, was he super cantankerous? He was incredibly cantankerous. He was very, he was, he was lovely on one hand, but like he's not the biggest fan of Hollywood. And he was like the stupid ass line, like a box of chocolates. I never wrote that shit. He was very funny and really angry. And I guarantee you that he, like, I just, I think I still have his email address and I just want to send him a link to this menu and be like, hey, can you just give me a one liner about this, please? Uh, I know he's got to be through the roof on this. Well, this, all it, of this. it might have been what killed him because I believe he is passed. Oh, is he RIP? Yeah, Damn, I that's sad. So. Did I just learned that news right now. That's sad. Are you sure? I'm not certain, but I think oh, so. Let's, let me go check on that because we definitely want to in memoriam him if, if so. Anyway, he was living, um, maybe, I mean, maybe still is. We don't know for certain, but in Fairhope, Alabama, uh, in a really pretty house. Oh. Anyway, perhaps if he is no longer with us, then it's, you know, maybe it's best because the Bubba Gump thing here is really. Yeah, he died in 2020. Oh, man. Uh, passed of, away. Shit. Of what? Damn. Is that a COVID It could have been. Casualty? Hold on. Let me see. Anyway, our apologies to Winston Groom's uh, family. Well, at least he didn't live to hear us our condolences. this menu. No, but I fear that, you know, this restaurant has had some time. That's so true. I he knew fear about that it. he knew about this, and that is a that's a regret. But maybe contractually he got a little... <laughs> suspected don't. heart attack, by the way. Oh, oh, shit. Anyway, nice guy. Cantankerous, but nice guy. Um, thanks to Batwall Studios. Yeah, thanks, Brad. Uh, another mention that we don't do enough. Thanks to Splash 96 for our amazing music. That's right. We don't do that enough, but thank you very much. And then what else do we say here? Sidewalkfest.com or at Sidewalk Film on social media. That's where you can see what we're doing at the cinema. Come get, see a movie with us. And folks, as we enter the summer months, you know what time it almost is. It's almost time for the 25th annual Sidewalk Film Festival. And passes are going to go back on sale for that pretty darn soon. So SidewalkFest.com is where you can see all that stuff. And you're going to start seeing news about that 25th annual festival creeping out on social media over the next couple months. So Sidewalk Film on social media. Follow us and get pumped up. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.